Wesley. Dave. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you as well, my man. Yeah. I um Leslie Peters is the man uh behind all this tech technology because I'm not quite bright enough to do it. Uh you are one sharp cookie, and I appreciate you, Leslie. Um putting everything together and uh, and just saying, hey, Dave, uh, let me pick your brain for a while because <laughs> that's the way it kind of works. But uh, you and your family, I guess, are doing well. We're doing well. We're doing well. It's very chilly in Dallas at the moment, man. We don't, oh my. We don't like chilly weather. Uh, <laughs> I was like, it actually feels like we're, we're okay with it feeling like June and January. We're okay with that. Yeah. We're okay with it feeling like it's May or April in January, but man, it feels like it's it's January today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, you know, and you probably don't like the, the heat in August. Uh, the hottest I think I've ever been is Dallas, Texas, middle of August, uh, downtown Dallas. And it was, I, I, I got out of my car. I walked across a parking lot into the hotel. We were having a conference and I was drenched. Of course, you know, of course, 50 degrees and I sweat. So that's, you know, that's part of it. That's part of being a fat boy, I guess. But actually, when I was a skinny boy, I sweat like a pig. But uh, but yeah, Dallas can be brutal, uh, just the extremes. Uh, so, um, but I'm glad your family's doing well. I uh, I know you're proud of your daughter and all the success that she's having as a young lady and uh, very talented musician. So uh, that's exciting. But uh but we need to we need to get into this this week. Um, something that has uh, come to light, and and I didn't realize the date of it until I guess it was Friday night. Um, I watched uh, the the coverage in the video, but a young man in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, lost his life, and I believe uh, quite needlessly to to lose his life at the hands of uh, five police officers. And uh, I don't know the, the a lot of the backstory. It was a traffic stop, and it ended up in this this man's death. And I just and that just makes me sick. Um, and and there was a lot of mistakes made um, on both parts on both sides. I know the 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 young man um, he uh, resisted somewhat. He ran away, uh, and uh, and and just it was just a, a, a ridiculous. Uh, continuation of a mess. And uh, yeah, Tyree Nichols is his name. Um, and I I saw a picture from his mom and he was in like a suit and tie and just, just any young fellow like that, that his life has ended is such a tragedy, um, just a potential. And can you imagine a mother uh, dealing with this? Uh, but uh, now I do want to say uh, I kudos to his mom. She got on and, and she told um, the media, she said, Hey, please, uh, something to the fact that please don't, um, burn down our town, you know, over this, you know, in protest to my son's death, th that's no way to handle it or something. And I thought, wow, I don't know <laughs> that I could, could say the same if my son is, is, uh, taken at the hands of, of anybody, you know, let alone the police and that kind of situation. But, but we do need to talk about this, Leslie, because buddy, this is at the heart of uh, a, a lot of issues with the uh, black and white uh, community and, our, and and just getting along. But but this is not the. I hate to say it, but I, I got to say it. And I mentioned this earlier. I, I really um, the fact that it was five uh, black officers and there were no white officers involved probably prevented some serious serious you know, outbursts and repercussions. Uh, oh, there he is. That's a picture. What a good looking young man. Um, just full of life and potential there. That's a great picture. But um, I just, uh, and that's not a good thing, you know, that it was black officers, but I think it did probably save a lot of uh, just awful things that would could happen, you know, just the combustibility, I guess, is, is the word of the situation is it's bad. But if if it was any white officers involved or, or multiple white officers, I think it it, it really, uh, you know, could get out of hand in a hurry. And, and I understand that because I see some of this uh, stuff happening and I'm thinking now, but it's I've always said it's a 
it's a power issue. People in positions of power, they overstep their bound. And, 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 and here it is, a young man losing his life. And it's just, and so needless. And it just, it, it breaks my heart. So you jump in and tell me what you're thinking, what you've heard and what you know. Yeah. Um, absolutely traumatized. Yeah. I have yet to be able to get through a video Mm. I've tried several times. Um, I've yet to manage to get through a video. Um, I can tell you that the black community is is enraged. Yeah, about this, um, and it goes back to something I said in one of our earlier shows when we were dealing with. And I was just kind of walking through the process that goes through my head anytime I'm pulled over. Right. And although I described the incident and in that particular incident, the cop was white, I was very clear to say, anytime I get pulled over, regardless of the color of the officer, it's a different process I have to go through. But to see this, to see five officers that look like me take a life away from this world and one Tyree Nichols that looks like me was absolutely traumatizing. Yeah. Was absolutely enraging. So much so that I had to get on my knees and pray. Yeah. I had no answers. I had to pray and still praying and asking God for the words to say, for the thoughts to think, for the feelings to feel, to survive this. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you often hear me say that in America, we get confused sometimes and we want to make things Yes, there are some things in America that are clearly racial issues. And then there are some things in America that are so broken that they're issues of humanity, meaning they are beyond color lines. Right. And law enforcement is beyond color line. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear, we did a show on defund the police and what that means. Here's an example of what I'm saying, right? We got police departments you got five officers out there and not one, not one made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bigger problem. Yeah. We're not talking where there's one officer, so okay, there's one decision, one thinking. No, you got five officers. Yeah. Whatever we're doing in training, whatever we're doing in psychological evaluations, whatever we're doing in ongoing monitoring, is fell into the point that at five officers present, not one makes the correct decisions yeah. or takes the appropriate actions. And Leslie, remember you when you what you talked about um on that episode back, you know, when we recorded that, you said you know, we shouldn't be teaming up young officers uh, with each other uh, that have less experience. We, we need to team them up with experienced you know, veterans. And, and this is a situation. First thing I thought of was, was exactly what you said. The experience level with these officers, uh, the most was five years. Uh, two and, it was two and a half to five years for all of them. Okay. So as a group, well, five years, uh, you still got a lot of young, you know, uh, vim and vigor in there, and you don't have the 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 wisdom of a, a lot of age and 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 experience. And I thought, wow, this this could be. And and like you said, you know, are you evaluating you know these officers on on a more regular basis uh, right. and and so forth? So 
I thought of that and I thought, yep, that's what Leslie said, you know, not having, you know, veteran officers or, 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 or gentlemen that, that have say, you know, 10 years or so on the force and they've, they, they can say they can have a calming effect or, you know, more, more so, but I watched the video. I watched, matter of fact, I watched several different, um, uh, takes of the video. I, I, I pull up a lot of different things and, uh, it was funny. Um, I listened to one. It was Charles Barkley, who's one of my favorite guys. I mean, he just kind of tells it. He lets it rip, okay? And uh, he's pretty funny. He gets in trouble a lot. You know, different people don't like sometimes what he says. But he's he's honest. You know, he just says, hey, you know, he grew up in uh, around Birmingham. I think Leeds, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, my grandma said, you know, uh, this and that. And it was really good. It was uh, just a little snippet on, on YouTube. And, uh, and he said – we don't want the police to, police officers to go away because that would be the wild, wild west. And we, nobody wants that except criminals, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. But he talked about his grandma and he said, you know, but we do want them to be held accountable. And, and, and I did notice this with, when I um, saw some of the news that, that these officers were quickly, uh, removed from their position and charged, uh, which is a step in the right direction. Yeah, let me. That's yeah. a good point, Dave. Let me, let me, sorry to interrupt you, but let me jump in there. You Go made ahead. a very, very point there. Typically, uh, what we've seen in these cases, particularly if it's a white officer and, and black suspect or, or black person, these officers don't get action taken on them swiftly. Right. Uh, as we right. saw with Ahmad Marbury, where it was yeah. two weeks later before they even arrested him, right? Yeah. Um, the chief of police, who is also Black, who's a Black female. Yes. As soon as she saw the body cams, she immediately terminated all five of them. And she knew. Yeah, it was obvious. Yeah. I, and, and, and I'm like, okay. I mean, that's the one positive in there. Not put them on leave, terminate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and why I let them go through the process that way? Because we've seen too many times where these things happen. They don't even get fired; they just get put on leave, and then they get exonerated in the court of law. So I think that day is over. Hopefully, yes. I think that these five. Um, individuals will definitely get convicted and I think they will certainly have to pay for their crime but no matter how much time it won't bring back the life no. of Tyree Nichols no. and, and I think when we get to a point with law enforcement in our country where traffic stops with no weapons are turning into deaths of people mm-hmm. we have a severe problem yeah and in this case, resisting arrest or not, you you got to tell me you're better trained. You got five of you and one of them, and you can't get one suspect to do with yeah. your tasers. With your, and then to hear the comments, taking out the baton, I'm going to whoop your mother. I mean, come on. I mean, it's... it's yeah. That is why... I am so thankful for the body cams, the technology that allows, you know, people to be held accountable because then it's his word against theirs. Well, if he dies, he has no word, you know, but that is one thing I really love about technology is the fact that this stuff is on video and audio and, and it can be heard. Now, one thing about it, my brother, called me earlier today and he says, he said, Hey, what are you guys going to talk about on your show? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I, I said, we've got to talk about this young man, uh, Tyree Nichols. I said, that needs to be something we bring up because it's exactly, you know, showing a problem we've got with power authority and, and abuse of power and all this. And so, but I watched the video. Um, it was, um, Oh, uh, Officer Tatum, uh, Brandon Tatum. Uh, he's got it's called Officer Tatum, and he has a lot of videos on. And he's a police officer or has been. I don't know if he still is or not, but he he 
he showed the tape. It was late, I guess, Friday night when it was released. It was Friday evening or Friday sometime, Friday afternoon. Well, he got on there right away. And one thing I appreciated about him, he is a, as a police officer, he went through and said, okay, at this point, you know, the police are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then at this point, this is, this is, is, is procedure, you know, step one, step two, step three. And he went through all this and I thought this is pretty good. And then he said, okay, at this point, it is illegal what they've done. They should be terminated and, you know, and, and, and charged. And, you know, he was just going and he showed different uh, angles and clips, different body cams. Okay. And he showed uh, where uh, Tyree, uh, they were trying to subdue him and he didn't want to put his hands behind his back. Uh, they pepper sprayed him. They tased him, I guess, too. They, and then at one point they struggled and he ran off. <clears throat> then they caught him. And then he still, they said, you know, didn't want to put his hands behind his back. And, and I'm sure he was scared out of his mind, but uh, you know, that's where, you know, if he would have just, you know, hopefully then, you know, he had been arrested and whatever, but, but anyway, what happened then uh, the pepper spray and stuff, I guess a couple of the officers, you could see it got in their eyes and, and it affected them. They, the breathing. So they got away and it showed a couple of the officers that were, looked like they were kind of holding him. And then uh, one of them was doing uh, just punching. I mean, like roundhouse, you know, punching. Yeah. And I thought, and Officer Tatum said, listen, that is never, ever acceptable or taught in any kind of training of sub subduing, you know, uh, you know, any suspects or anybody for that matter. He said, it's, it's not. And he really, and he just, you know, told it, but I thought it, it was good from a policeman's perspective, the, what the procedure was. Okay. At first we do this. Secondly, we do this. And third, yeah. we do this. And then you have to do this. And, and he, I wish it was more light. It was fairly dark. And he had to describe and point out some of the stuff. It was dark and you couldn't see, you know, as clear as, and I hate to say as clear as I wanted to, but I wanted to get a, a, a true perspective of, of just what went on. Well, because we're about the truth, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, look, and then, you know, speaking of that, yes, he resisted. Yes, he did this. But let me just tell you, um, five officers pull yep. up on you for a traffic stop. With what has happened in America, yep. the black man is so afraid right now. Yeah. Heck, I can't even say how I read. <laughs> um, you'd be scared I guarantee you'd be in here's the thing if Dylan Roof can go in that church in Charleston, South Carolina oh. and those parishioners welcome him in to Bible study and pray with him was that not the most heinous? he commences to murdering them leaves the church if you if they can arrest Dylan Roof, who just took the life of seven, what nine or ten people? Yeah, I think there was nine there. Seven were killed. Yes, maybe a couple might have survived. Right. Oh. So if he can take the life of those people, and he can get arrested without a scratch and without any scuffle, and taken to Burger King to get food, oh. how is it that we cannot? Arrest a person for a traffic stop that hadn't killed anybody, that yep. simply resisting arrest, and we can't subdue him in a way that doesn't result in his life being taken. Yeah. Oh, great point. Great point. That was one of the events in history that that probably most sickened me of how, uh, well, to be honest, we know, both of us know, that you want a soft target, you go into a church. Okay? Christian churches, honestly... They will. They open their arms to you know to yeah. other people. That's just the way they are. I look at our church. We have multiple police officers and cars out in the parking lot. Okay, kind of a show of force. But I guarantee you, I could walk in there and I could wipe out many people before they would get to me. Okay, I could actually probably go up to the officers and and potentially drop them, and then go. You know, but. It's sad. It is so sad. But when you take someone's confidence, uh, you know, these these black uh, 
ministers and leaders of this church, they were having a Bible study of some kind, and you get somebody go in like that, out of the kindness of their heart, they let this young man in, and then all of a sudden this happens, and it's like, that just, that that is something that scarred me for life. But but you're right. The result of, of how he was arrested, okay, I don't know exactly how it all transpired, uh, whether he ran away or, or, or there's no reason. No, I mean, they caught him like maybe a day or two days later in his car. They was following him. He was in the car. They just followed casually behind him. He pulled over, got out the car, and they, they didn't even draw their guns. Are you kidding? Whoa. I'm going to go back and find it. Right? That's I'm gonna go back and find it. And that was, that was in broad daylight, wasn't it? Wasn't it in broad daylight? Yeah. I thought I remember. Uh, I don't know was he, if any a pickup or something. I don't know what he was, but I remember that. But but you're right. What is the difference? I mean, there was a major major breakdown here. I I just you can't justify any of that. Um, five on one. Um, you have all the force. Now he didn't even have a weapon. Tyree didn't have a weapon, did he? No. Nichols. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have a weapon. I, I just, I don't get. It. And I can see. Okay, he's scared. He's resisting. You know, he's not compliant or whatever. But <laughs> you got five guys, and you do this stuff. You can get him down. Now I've heard of guys that are on drugs that have like super crazy strength, and they can do things, but. If he doesn't have a weapon, I mean, really, you know, I just, I don't know. I, but to actually do what I could see, you know, even on the dark video, uh, the, the hitting that went on, it was sickening. And it was, it, it's all, we told, we talked about this before. We know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And we know it. It's right. the same thing when they, when Odell Beckham was taken off that plane and treated the way he was. That right. was, very obvious from the video and what transpired that that was not right in any way. And I just, yeah. Did you find a video or something? I'm still there? looking for it. I haven't found it yet. Yeah. But. Yeah. You're a techno guy. You can find anything, but I just, this thing here with, with, um, young men, Mr. Nichols, I just, um, golly, that's just such a waste of a, of a good life. And remember this young man is someone's, you know, son, a mother's son. Okay. I don't know about his dad. Uh, what the situation is there? I did not see him. Now, I did see the lawyer and, <laughs> and this officer Tatum said, yeah, that lawyer there, um, he's a, he's an ambulance chaser and he's in it for money because he goes after these cases. But he said the, 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 the young blacks in the neighborhood that are killing each other. Oh, he he didn't care about that. He didn't care about those black lives. And it's like, that's baloney. Every life, especially these young lives, are so precious. And and we just, it's almost like we don't care unless it's some kind of big payday for ourselves in some way. And I, I, just, I hate that. I just, I just, just yeah. hate that thinking. I mean, again, it goes back to like you said, right? It's, it's, we gotta, we gotta get this right. And so when people are calling for defunding the police, this is what people are talking about. We don't take dollars, not dollars that use the high officers, but we don't take training dollars away and have somebody else administrate the training, have somebody else administrate the ongoing evaluations, an independent party, because you guys are horrible at it. You get this money to do that, but obviously you're not very, very good at it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and so I think it needs to be outside of the police part department to do quality control on officers because I think it's too much, it's too much, it's too much. It's concentrated power. Yeah. It's too much power inside the police to police yeah. the police. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. It, yeah. It's like, am I my brother's keeper? I, yeah. I'm not going to tear down my own. I'm going to be less resistant to tear down my yeah. own, even it's if they need to be torn down. And so <laughs> I think you got to go with defund the police in that aspect, give it to third party agencies that don't have a bias toward the police, just a bias toward getting this right and let them administrate that part of it. So you don't need to fund the police to that, fund a third party agency. It's kind of like, we don't go, you go to the DMV to get your driver's license, but you don't go to the airport to get your driver's license. Right. 
I mean, right. you see what I'm saying? But yeah. but with the police, we want them to be responsible for training them, evaluating them, monitoring them, doing community programs. I want to know when did they become the master of all trades? Exactly. Good point. So that's what defund the police is about. Yeah. It's like, you know, they, the police department have become such big money grabs, grabbing money for training, grabbing money for community policing. They Every police department you want to know, they got summer youth programs, summer youth camp. I'm like, wait a minute. We got boys and girls clubs and why and after school programs, and that's their whole mission. Why are we funding the police to do that? Yeah. Well, that and, make sense. and a good point. And Leslie, okay, so you have the boys clubs, the girls clubs, and, and, and these, the why and all this, okay? And, and instead of having maybe a, a police camp, okay, or, or whatever, all right, let the police come in and be a part of their operation, the boys exactly. and girls clubs, and, and be a, a strong presence in there and, 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 and meeting up with these, these young people and showing them, hey, here's our heart. Here's where we're trying to, to, to work with you, you know, and, and have that intermingling there. But that's a good point. You're right. Let me tell you a program that worked. We did it when I was running Boys and Girls Clubs in Arkansas. You, you're talking about a, 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 a tough, high crime area. Um, we had a program where we had police uh, housed in our Boys and Girls Club. In our club was a substation for a bike unit. It only had one, one officer that worked that shift during the hours of close up. And they worked at an area of town. Got to know everybody. Got to know... And kids, because I'm going to tell you right now, here's the issue you have. Kids that I see that already come in at risk in their community, kids, minority kids, are already afraid of the police, regardless of whether they had interaction sure. with them or not. Sure. It's already a disconnect. They don't trust the police. Yeah. They don't believe. Listen, and there's reasons why. Because they've seen something or their parents have been through something, seen something, told them don't trust the police. So you have a huge disconnect right now between the police and minority communities. There's a reason for that, because you abuse them, and now you want them to trust you. Right. You don't have any relationship. Well, and you can't just come in and have a three- or four- or five-day camp, you know, one time a summer, once a year or whatever, and then all of a sudden expect to, to, to have a gel or confidence-building connection with these young people. Um, I I just see, you know, you've got a really valid point. You know, let's, let's piggyback on other services and other agencies that are really doing a fantastic job with the youth and with these young people and someone they trust and then bring in, you know, uh, police and, and, and the, the, the people in that arena and, and, and join forces and say, Hey, you know, these are the good guys. They are doing their best and let's work with them. And because then you don't have the you're not totally intimidated because I. you're right. These kids are coming in and they've already been told by their parents or their grandparents or whoever, you know, watch out, watch out, you know, the police and stuff. And so it's a wrong image, uh, you know. So, yeah, you got a really valid point there. I mean, no doubt. I mean, we're just, just being honest about it, but it's the truth. And we have to be. We can't run from the fact that that's the truth. But so I, I just wanted to, to paint that picture because I think when we talk about defunding the police, people get the wrong idea. We're not, they think you're talking about taking officers off the street. It's not what you're doing at all. Um, yeah. You'd see a loud or you'd hear a loud cheer from all the criminals. If that actually went through, they're like, OK, we're going to cut 20 percent of the police officers from the street and they're not going to be out there. And 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 all the criminal element would say, yes, that's a great step. And just, you know, so you're you're right. We've got to get our terminology correct and we've got to be talking about, OK, we still want the same uh, presence there. We still want the, the officers, but we've got to figure out how to make them the officers that we want as a community where they're actually uh, protecting and serving instead of beating or, or, or abusing that power. And, and I, and, and you're right. When you brought up the point that, that these white officers in the, in the, in the past, it seems like a very slow turn on, on actual activity or action on what they've done. And, um, and this uh, police chief, now that's one thing Brandon uh, uh, officer Tatum said, he said, um, he said, now, 
she probably he he criticized her for coming out ahead and 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 saying some some things that she said but i appreciate i think she's just trying to get ahead of the story because they released it like on a friday night or friday sometime friday afternoon maybe and uh but he was saying that yeah that that her decisive action you know i think was was good but we've got to make sure it's not just because they're black officers it's because they're police officers that run amok and they did things that were wrong and 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 I didn't realize the actual uh, the event happened when he when this attack happened and the arrest and all this. It was actually, I think, January 7th. Maybe, yeah. That's right. So it's yeah. been a while. They just released the tape, you know, yeah. a video. Uh, just to Maybe I found I found that video. Let me um, see. So what we're watching is a video of Dylan Roof arrest. This is the young man that killed and murdered the parishioners in ch- at the church in Charleston, South Carolina. Just a small black church, wasn't it? Yes, including the pastor and who was also a state representative. So is this where they're pulling him over? This is where they're pulling him over. That's okay. There. Now I want you to just watch how this goes, and you compare it with. Right, now, and this is what a couple of days after the actual event. Yes, and remember, he's murdered multiple people. Oh yeah. So you know he has guns. Armed right. and dangerous. Right. Now it looks like they've got their weapon drawn there, but All right. it, it looks yeah. like one, they got a drone. And then he holstered yeah. it. And then he holstered it. And look how they just walk up to the car. They're a lot more nonchalant than I would have been. Now the mm-hmm. other one puts theirs in his holster. Now everybody have their weapons holstered. And they're Unlike just like your traffic stop. And they're just casually talking. Casually talking to him, open the door, nicely pat him down. He seemed very docile, didn't he? He didn't he didn't do any resisting, but I am shocked that they weren't really Uh, There, he put his gun back in his holster again. So he is cuffed now. Yeah. And they had, at this point, they knew he was the one. He was armed and dangerous. He's already murdered nine people. But they knew it was him that did the murder. Yes, they knew it was him. So, yeah, so there there was no doubt they had the right guy. He was seen. We got his car and everything. All that was seen on the video because he was in the church. Yeah. Now, look how they just walking him. Yeah. (laughs) Just a stroll. See, and that's a poisoned mind right there, that young fellow there. So now how old is this fella here, this kid? I think he was 17, 18, somewhere in there. See, that's premeditated murder. This is where I am a very strong death penalty guy. You take a life and it's obvious you took it and you premeditated the way he did. There's no, no, you're done. That's just, the way I look at it. And and people say, well, you know, life in prison is worse. No, it's not. Our life in prison is, is less expensive than going through the death penalty process and stuff. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if he did it. And, and, and it's obvious. There's no doubt, you know, what he did. He's, he's toast. And I guarantee you those guys, if they know 
it's it's a deterrent. I went. I've got a law enforcement degree, and and punishment should be well two things. You know, sentencing is a punishment and a deterrent. Okay, you should be punished for what you do, and then it should be a deterrent for other people saying, "Whoa, I don't want to get you know the needle in my arm and die." And so I don't know. So, I'm pretty hardcore on that. <laughs> yeah, listen, I think and. And we may, listen, um, even I have mixed views on that, right? Because there's certain sure. situations like, I think we have to be, I, I think the way it's currently designed in states to have it, it's not fairly distributed. Like, You mean the actual death penalty? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that could you be could true. prove it and it happened and the person did it, one day, but it's too many times people on death row that didn't even convict with the crime and you look at the evidence and it's, it's not even strong evidence. You're like, how did this person even get convicted? And that's where we need to make sure we know this kid did this yeah. crime. He killed seven, eight, nine, nine men, innocent people. Kids. He killed kids. He killed women. He killed men. You know, and so here's what I'm saying. We got a problem with law enforcement when the way we treat victims is not consistent. So what I'm trying to say, and this is not black and white here, people. I'm just saying, how is it that that's the arrest of a man that at the time they were pursuing him, they knew he had murdered yeah. nine people. They knew he had shot more. They knew he had all this ammunition and weapons. And that's how they arrest him. And then on the other side, we got Tyree Nichols and four many others and George Floyds of the world that did a nonviolent crime. Right. <laughs> or a simple traffic stop. We don't know what he right. did. Right. Yeah. And they died. Now, yeah. how? That's my problem. That's my problem. Sure. So you see, if you see from our, that's what I'm looking at. And I said, we got a systematic, systemic problem across the board because if you look at those two arrests, you would think that Dylan Roof was a simple traffic stop. You would right. think that Tyree Nichols was the one that had murdered. Nine people. That's true. So that why 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 is that happening? Yeah. yeah. That's 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 what I asked you to answer for me, Dave. Why 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 do they look so different? Well, and and and, and of course you're dealing with a different situation with the officers. Um, you know, obviously they were ready to shoot him. I think. I think they were ready. If if he come out guns blazing, they were going to drop him. Yeah, okay, that's the way it looked to me. Yeah. Uh, now they weren't as prepared as I think they should have been. I, that's I, what I, I was thinking. I'm I like, think every one of them should have had their gun out of the holster and ready to drop him. They, unless they knew something or there'd been a communication with them yeah. that I'm yeah, going to peacefully listen. I'm not an officer. Let me just put that disclaimer out there. But if I was. And I knew somebody had murdered that many people. I'm not casually walking up to. Them. No. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I know he got weapons. I know he got ammunition. Yeah. First of all, I'm not walking up. I'm sending a robot. Yeah, and and I'm not walking up with a taser. Right. I'm not walking up with a lethal weapon. That he is gone like so that. What I don't understand, and they arrest Dylan Roof. And this happens a lot. And he calmly walk, and then we show arrest of traffic stop, and they're so violent. And I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. We got a systemic problem in law enforcement as a whole. When these arrests, there's no uniformity to how these arrests are taking place. Yeah. And I know you go. Every police officer has to go to to um, police academy. Right. So why are we so inconsistent with what we see in the field? And that's that's the part that's super concerning. You all, there's not a police officer on the force that didn't go through police academy. Right, right. So, how do we look so different in what we see? And I think that you know the message. Listen, you're not gonna find. <laughs> you're not gonna find. You probably have a tough time finding any black person that don't want. The officers in Memphis uh, punish for what they right. do. Right, 
Oh, yeah, sure. Dave, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Here's my question to you. You know, I call it like I said. (laughs) If we were going out and surveying like the family feud, and we surveyed 100 people, you know how they say I surveyed 100 people? Right, yeah, survey says. Listen, if we surveyed 100 people, if we surveyed 100 Black people uh, that watched um, the arrest of Tyree Hill, and we surveyed 100 white people that watched Dylan Roof. I'm just saying, you're going to probably have 99 out of 100 black people that feel that the officers should be punished. I don't think you're going to have that in white America. I don't think you're going to have 99 that's going to say that Dylan Roof should be punished. I should go, you, it's going, I, 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 that puzzles me. I don't understand that. I, you, I, you're saying that you don't think 99% of, of white people think that Dylan should be punished? No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just asking that question. Hopefully, I'm saying, what do you think? What do you think the survey would say? That, that the officers, uh, back that up, because I didn't hear all that. You were you were trying to, okay, say I said, it. If we said survey 100 black people and 100 white people, I think that- On which issue? A hundred other black people, at least ninety-nine of the hundred, would say these officers have to be punished. On the Tyree Nichols from Tyreek Hill. Sure. I said, what do you think would be the case in Dylan Roof? And a hundred white people surveyed. What do you think their responses would be? That the officer should be punished? No, no, no. Just dealing with Dylan Roof. Oh, I think a lot of them. I think a huge majority would say, "Hey." You take a life, you go to prison. So here's my question. If the common people like you and I can understand this, why can't law enforcement? <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the puzzling part for me. That's the disconnect from me. If you take most Amer- most citizens, we get it. It's, 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 it's real simple for us to get. It, it is simple. I don't understand why they're struggling with it so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is probably one percent. It's people that that are are jaded and they're 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 really well, like this young man. Okay, he was taught to hate people of color. There's no yeah. doubt that you get that age and you're willing to do that. He was taught that by somebody, yeah. some group of men or whoever. Now, probably not women because. Most women aren't going to, you know, do that. But men, they can, they can be, you know, extreme in that way. And so, uh, but, but the average person looking at either situation, it, it is clear as, as a bell. It really is. And anybody so, abusing yeah. power, I think it's, it's very obvious. I agree. And so that's what I'm saying. People yeah. always want to paint this picture like that. That the citizens don't get. I said, when you survey most citizens and you actually people actually talk, we have we have more similar views than you would think we had. Sure. What I can't understand, I tell them the problem is we don't understand what law enforcement is doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and that's where I go back and and Leslie, I, I I'm telling you, it makes me sick to see these innocent uh, people whether they're they're young black men or whether they're just innocent kids or innocent people elderly in the black communities that are constantly harassed, abused, shot and killed, murdered, you know, on a regular basis and nobody seems to care. That's wrong. That is so wrong because those are precious lives, innocent lives that let are me say this. nobody seems to care on both sides and it's problematic. And I oh, think yeah. I think, sure. you know, we've become so apathetic to it that we just expect it to happen, but that's not okay. And like I told you, when you elude, to, when you get down to the bottom of this stuff, most of the young men that's involved, there are no male figures in their home. Oh, yeah. You know, when you get to the core of this, <laughs> it's really a simple principle. It's, it's, you need a man involved to raise a boy. True. Very I, I just firmly believe that. Now, that's not taking anything away from our women. They do an amazing job and they're doing everything they can possibly do. But if dad is not there, somebody got to be a step in the gap 
And that's why mentorship is so important. That's why having friendships and conversations that may make us uncomfortable, sure. but in the long run, it's going to make us very comfortable doing right. the uncomfortable work. Right. That's what changes things. It's what yeah. you and I do. Like, we're not afraid to disagree. We're not afraid to talk through our points and really listen to each other. Right. And that's all we're asking America yeah. to do. And yeah. I and I just think that I've got so many feedback already just from our defund the police clarification. Most people like I really like the way y'all break it down. We just didn't understand it. Sure. Okay, we thought you meant defund the police, mean taking all the officers off the street. That is not what defund the police mean. Yeah. Right. Now, it's probably the worst word ever for what it means. Yeah. But because <laughs> people take it literally, yeah. I, agree, you, I agree with you on that. Yeah. But once we broke it down. People really understood. No, what I'm saying is take training, take uh, psychological evaluations out of the police department hand, take training, obviously, out of the hand. Sure. We need to put that in some third parties where it's isolated, where we can monitor people that are specialized to do it, where we're constantly evaluating, constantly monitoring people, not when something happens. Right. Part of their job is they get constantly monitored every month, every two months. They yeah. really, because they see so many things and go so many things through so many things as offices. Dude, you got to be evaluated on a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be some some very core um, hurdles that are constantly um, you have to step over and you have to show, you know, where you're at mentally, physically. Obviously, physically, they've got to be, you know, you know, basically fit to be able to do their job. But mentally, is a that's a huge thing with these officers. They see so much trauma and they become jaded or they become angry or they, they lose a spouse because their marriage is falling apart and the stress is unbelievable. Well, because of that, they need extra attention on a regular basis uh, because a lot of times us guys, we can hide a lot of stuff, you yeah. know, we, we yeah. hurting, you know, as we played football, you know, coach says, y'all, all right, y'all right. And I'm, I'm limping or dragging the leg and yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Keep me in there, coach. You know, I mean, <laughs> we saw that with Mahomes. Last week when the Kansas City was playing, the guy could barely stand up. Right. And he's still out there. Coach, coach, I can play. I can play. You know, and they're like, no, you're going in to get an x-ray. And and these police officers are macho guys, a lot of them, and they and they do the same thing. And they mentally are in shambles or they're 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 struggling, but we don't know that. And then right. they get in a situation like this, and all of a sudden you got five guys, and you know it's like Katie bar the door, look out. And, and it almost becomes like a packing mentality. If you've ever watched a dog pack. Okay. Yeah. If you're out in, in the country, uh, you'll see this domesticated dogs, just regular dogs. We're not talking about coyotes or wolves or any of that stuff. When they get together, all of a sudden they become a pack and they, they do things and they take down animals and, and they're more aggressive toward people than just, you know, a dog here and a dog there, a stray, okay? And I think sometimes uh, officers or anybody, and when they get in a pack, when they get, they get that mentality and, and all of a sudden they, they almost lose their mind, you know? They just, they become almost savage-like if, if I, you know, and, and I don't mean to be harsh, you know, because let me tell you, I'm a huge police guy. I'm a huge supporter of law and order huge but if it's wrong it's wrong and you're using the wrong tactics and you got five on one and th and this young man dies and it's a traffic stop and there's no weapons involved he's not a, a fleeing you know felon you know he's not a he's not a someone that caught in the act of of murder or rape and he's running away it's that's not the situation here and so i just Boy, this thing, it just stinks. It just stinks for everybody, but especially the mother and the family of this young man. Such Absolutely. A I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Well, we need, <laughs> we need to wrap it up. Well, I'm sure we're going to revisit this again, yeah. Leslie, but it's just, it comes back to, you know, abuse of power. We, we've got to get some guidelines in place uh, for, for these police departments. I do appreciate, you know, the quick action. Uh, I do appreciate the mother, believe it or not, being able to make a statement to say, hey, please don't, you know, don't tear up our neighborhood. Don't burn down the city, you know, over, my, you know, to protest this, you know, keep 
calm heads, you know, keep your, keep a cool head. And, and so that's hard to believe, you know, that she was very composed. I thought I felt really, you know, but gosh, your heart breaks for uh, that loss and that situation. So, but uh, let's keep talking about it. Let's keep trying to figure out what needs to be done, how we can push along, you know, correct ideas and corrective actions that, that uh, can be implemented because, you know, you got to keep talking. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, guys, if you like our show, you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button and join so you'll be notified of all of our shows. If you're watching it on YouTube, if you're watching and listening to this in your car on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Listen Notes, make sure that you download the and subscribe so you will be notified every time we release a new episode of the podcast as well. So like the page if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on the audio version, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be aware. And then also email us. Let us know if there's some issues you want Dave and I to tackle sure. from the black and white man's perspective. We couldn't do it without you. And we hope that you are having these conversations with your friends and challenging each other and having really thoughtful and meaningful conversations. Because as we always say, when black and white men truly talk, we can truly change the world. So until next time in the next next episode, this is Leslie and I say have a blessed day. And Dave? Leslie, Dave Wadsworth here says, I love you and you can't do anything about it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>